Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to episode 79 of the Karen Kenny Show. You guys, what we're talking about today is wicked important. And I was sharing it with my uh, one-to-one spiritual mentoring clients. I was also sharing it with the folks, all the beautiful peacocks, as I call them, that are in my um, spiritual membership, The Nest. I was talking to them about something wicked important, and now I'm going to share it with all of you because I love you guys. And uh, I want to um share stuff that's on my mind and in my heart so from my heart to your heart we're talking today about the power of the pause being able to practice the pause and i don't mean pause like little paws on furry kids <laughs> and furry little critters i'm talking about p-a-u-s-e taking a fucking pause and why it's so important so i had shared with them a little graphic meme that basically said this. It says, practice the pause. When in doubt, pause. When angry, pause. When tired, pause. When stressed, pause. And then when you pause, pray. (laughs) When your ass is finally able to pause, you better do some praying. And the reason why I say it like that is because it's like this. All that, all that spirit or Holy Spirit or the inner teacher or the part of your mind that is not totally fucking insane, the part of your mind that is in communion with God, that is in communion, communion with your highest self, all it needs is a tiny space of window to be able to sneak in and help you, right? To be invited in to keep you from having to deal with the consequences of being yourself. (laughs) So we need to, as human beings, to be able to um, practice, right? We got to practice the pause. We have to find the ability to pause, to take a breath, to find that space, that little gap in between thoughts, So even when you take a breath in and you inhale, right? At the top, at the top, there's a tiny moment where there's a pause before you exhale. And in that tiny moment, in that little space, that is where miracles can happen. Because I am just seeing so much shit online in people's personal lives, in people's professional lives. Like what's happening out in the world is a really huge indication of a bunch of agitated minds, a bunch of reactionary minds. And we'll go into that in a second, the whole thing about the difference between reacting and responding. And here's what I know to be true. We have a very undisciplined culture. 
We have a bunch of people who are not very comfortable with being uncomfortable. So something happens and rather than just taking a moment to slow the fuck down and pause, we don't. We just go right into like, boom, like we react because we don't like how we feel or we don't like the thing that we saw or how could they say that or how can they do that or that guy cut me off in traffic or this one did that. And we just like toss all our common sense <laughs> aside because we do not have disciplined minds. And of course in miracles, it says an untrained mind can accomplish nothing. An undisciplined mind can accomplish nothing. And if you don't have the ability to place your mind where you want it or to tell your mind to slow down, ooh, ooh, you are gonna feel it. You are gonna feel the consequences of being yourself. You are going to feel the effects of that hurried mind. And here's what I know from my meditation teacher, my beloved teacher, Eknatha Schwarin. He always said that like a hurried pace originates in the mind. That speeded up way of being, it begins in the mind. And he said something one time that really struck me. Um, and I'm going to share it all with you. So just like attune your ears, attune your ears to the sound of my voice for this one, because what Ashwaran had to say, he said, no one can love with a mind that is going too fast. No one can love with a mind that is going too fast or with a mind that is divided. So if we have a mind that does not have the ability to slow down and pause, it says it does not have the ability to love. No one can love with a mind that is going too fast. And we all know this, right? You ever have one of those days where, let's say you're somebody who has to wake up um, you know, with an alarm clock or whatever, you're just running late. If you're, let's say you're taking a trip in a car, right? And you build in ample time, plenty of time. You got snacks, you know where the rest stops are, your phone is charged, whatever. You're in your car and you're just like relaxed. Like everything's chill and you're just doing, going about your business and the trip is way more enjoyable because you're not stressing, you're not rushing, you're not freaking out, there's no tension, there's no pressure. Well, imagine if you wake up late, you get out the door, you don't even have time to like, you know, get snacks, get yourself organized, whatever. You find yourself in the car, you're running late. And then all of a sudden you turn into like a colossal asshole because nobody's driving fast enough for you. And why can't they get out of your way? And then God forbid you hit traffic and you turn into a lunatic. Because that hurriedness, this is what Ashwaran is saying. When you're in that hurried state, you don't have the ability to be kind and to maybe let somebody come in front of you in the passing lane or to whatever. Because everything is so busy. Rush, 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 rush. There's no room for compassion and kindness and generosity and sanity. You know what I'm saying? So if we don't have the ability to like slow down and then like somebody like cuts you off or does something by accident and you flip out and you like flipping the bird and you're cussing them out and you're yelling out the window and you're acting like an insane person. Because <laughs> if you don't have the ability to pause, you don't have the ability to stop and to make choices. So your mouth is going to get ahead of your mind and you're going to find yourself saying things and doing things that you would not do in a calm state. 
And the beauty of, of learning how to train your mind, and I'm not talking, I always feel like I have to say this. I shouldn't have to say this, but asterisk, footnote, important. Um, when I say mind training, I'm not talking about like brainwashing. I'm talking about disciplining the mind through spiritual practices like meditation. <laughs> One of the things that meditation does is it gives us the ability to slow down the mind so we can create a little space in between the thoughts so that we can calm. Like in yoga, you know, in yoga, it says in the sutras, yoga, chitta, svritti, narodaha. Yoga is the cessation. It is the stopping. It is the stilling. Yoga is the cessation of the thought fluctuations of the mind. Yoga is the ability to start to slow down the mind. If you cannot stop the thought fluctuations, if you cannot find a pause in the monkey chatter of your mind, you are going to misrepresent yourself. And you are going to, and I always say it like this, one of the beautiful things of creating a deeper relationship, right? So in the work that I do as a spiritual mentor, uh, I always say it's about deepening your connection, your relationship, your awareness of yourself, your source, whether you call that God or something else and your spirit. And whether you call that Holy Spirit or inner teacher, because having a relationship with that. It allows you when you slow down to, I we often say, choose the thoughts of heaven, to choose the thoughts of love, to choose the thoughts of God, to invite spirit or Holy Spirit in to your mind in that little crack. You know how Leonard Cohen says there's a crack in everything. It's how the light gets in. In that little space, in that little crack, in that little gap, in that little place of pause is where a miracle can happen. It's where possibility reigns so that you're not subjected to your past behavior. And I always say, look, all Holy Spirit needs, all spirit needs, all your spiritual team needs is that tiny crack of a moment to be helpful. It just needs that little space, that little pause at the top of the inhale, right? Where there's that, and that's where the magic is. That's where the miracle is. That's where the transformation can happen. When another thought when a thought that is not coming from your insane fucking ego mind can like actually get in and stop you from misrepresenting yourself. You know, I wear those t-shirts that I created, my signature tees, it says, stop playing dumb. And it's been interesting wearing that out in public lately. How many people, like every single time I wear it, in, I've worn it in public in the last however few months, somebody at some point has said to me, I love your shirt. Oh my God, how do I get one of those? Like some comment. And everybody's applying their own meaning to it, what they think I mean when I'm wearing that shirt, stop playing dumb. Whether it's political, like whatever they think it is. But really what it means, its original meaning is stop playing dumb about who you really are, which is a child of God. Stop playing dumb about the fact that you're one of God's kids and that you are love. And if you are love, as I said in my last episode, then your only, your only job is to extend that love. And a hurried mind, a mind that does not have the ability to pause, as Ashwaran just so beautifully said, right? He said, no one can love with a mind that is going too fast. Because your mouth will misrepresent you. And I always say it like this, like, you know, um, I don't remember who first said it. It might've been a Schwarin that I heard it from too, where he said something, um, speak when you're angry and you'll make the greatest speech that you'll ever regret. 
Because when you're in an angered state, you are in a hurried state. Your mind is not in a love state when you're in a place like that. And so, um, you know, it's, it's the difference between like, I always talk about it like this, as I mentioned earlier, the ability to react or respond. So when we react, what we're doing is, is we're actually reacting from our past. We're reacting from our history. We're actually reacting. What reaction is, is the state of the ego mind. It is of fear. It's fear-based when we're reacting. And if you even just break down that word, react, it's telling you right that. It means to act again, which means it's telling me it's coming from some sort of a pattern. It's coming from your history. It's from things you've done before. You react. You react it out. And whether you're reacting out your trauma, so you're like, boom, you get triggered, or your buttons, quote unquote, your buttons get pushed. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check that sucker out, right? Buttons and button pushes. So you're reacting, you're reacting it out. So it's not even coming from the present moment. It's coming from your history. And of course, in Miracles has a great, beautiful line that says, you know, I'm paraphrasing, I think, but it's a little bit like, um, anytime that you do not drag your past into the present, you are reborn. Anytime you do not drag your past into the present, you are reborn. And how I take that is you are given a new opportunity. You are born anew to represent yourself, stop playing dumb, represent yourself as who you really are, which is love, which is one of God's kids, which is showing up in the truth of your character. So react, usually again, coming from fear. So the opposite of that, another way, let's say it like this, right, is respond. So when we respond, we're in the present moment. We're in what's possible. We can choose a different outcome. And that is the home of spirit or Holy Spirit or love. When we choose to respond, and that's the thing, when you're reacting, you're not actually choosing. You are a little puppet. You're a little robot, Right. You are at the mercy of your emotions, your ego's little tirade. It's like a little adult tantrum. I didn't get my way, so now I'm going to strike out and I'm going to hurt you back. I'm going to say something mean because I'm not in a love state of mind when I'm in a hurried mind. But when we respond, what we do is we give ourselves, we're in the pause where we can stop and go, huh, how do I feel about that thing I just saw, heard, wrote? smelled, tasted, experienced. And if we break down the word respond, I always say respond and responsible. You are responsible for how you respond, right? And responsible, when we break down that word, it's response-able. I am response able, (laughs) which is wicked good news. It's built right in. You have the ability to respond, which means I can respond from a place of love. I am actually choosing how I'm going to respond. Now, remember, love can be very fierce. Love isn't always passive. You can respond in a loving way. When you grab your kid, like, you know, when they're about to like step into the street because they didn't look right? Because they're young or stupid or whatever the thing is, you know, you know, I don't mean, you know what I mean? They're just not paying attention. And you yank them back, like with force. 
that's a loving act. Like you were trying to save them. It might seem a little aggressive, but you know what I'm saying? We have the love sometimes isn't always like, oh, love is patient. Love is kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes love is fierce. But we get to choose how we want to respond. So you don't become like a little puppet to your ego. You're not having like an adult conniption fit, a little tizzy, a little uh, tantrum. So we want to be able to train our mind through practices like contemplation and meditation and sometimes even journaling, writing. You know, I've I've talked about this before, how lots of writers, uh, famous writers have said some version of, you know, I write to discover what I think. So we're putting it on the page. We're slowing down and we're getting to actually see like, what do I think? So we're not just living from our histories. We're not just living living from our conditioned response, like our conditioning of the world. You know, Schwarin said it really great. He said, a speeding mind is a dangerous thing because when things are going terribly fast, they're out of control and there is no space between them. He says, to press the analogy further, it's like those dangerous moments on the freeway when cars are not only speeding, but they're following bumper to bumper. And then everyone's in danger. And you know that, right? I can tell you from being a kid who learned how to drive in Boston um, aggressively and then also living in LA where things are bumper to bumper. There's no gap. There's no room for error when you're driving out there sometimes, right? Or in Boston. Everybody's moving so fast. And you cannot slam on the brakes safely. You know what I'm saying? So you got to leave a little space in between the cars if everybody wants to survive. (laughs) If you don't want to put your life and everybody else's life in danger. And it's the same thing with your thoughts. It's the ability to pause and to slow down so that you can actually choose the appropriate response because you are response able. You're responsible for what comes out of your big fat mouth. You know, and that's the thing is like, you know, how do I learn to do that, KK? Well, hello, this is what I do for a living, right? Daily spiritual practices. Daily spiritual practices. Because you've got to be able to put a comma in your commentary. You know, you know, when your mind is like, and it's like, whoa, stop, take a breath. When people are hysterical, one of the first things they say to them is just, just stop, take a breath. What they're telling them to do is practice the pause, slow down. I'm always like, just give your spiritual team, just give Holy Spirit, just give the part of your mind that is not completely insane a chance to help you. You know, you ever say something, you ever rush forward with your mouth? You ever have a feeling or an emotion or a thought and it just rushed out of your mouth? You know, and you, you're like, like, you can't take it back. Like you can, you can say you're sorry, but like damage is done. I guarantee you, you could talk to like just about any single person on the planet and they can tell you a time when they were a kid, when somebody said something mean to them, they might have forgiven it, but it's like in there, right? That a person might've taken it back that time that they you know, misspoke to you or hit you or reacted or did, did something stupid because quote unquote, they weren't thinking. How many times people say, I don't know, I just wasn't thinking. It's like, no, you just weren't fucking pausing. You weren't pausing long enough to actually have original thought or critical thinking. 
you were just rushing along to the same old bullshit, repetitive patterns, your ego conditioning that we get in this world. And we're seeing a lot of it right now. Hello, it's September. We're building up to an election in November. It's only going to get weirder with COVID, with the way that the world is right now, right? All the division, the race, the racial inequality, like everything that's coming up right now. It's only going to get weirder as November gets, gets closer. And if we don't have the ability to pause, it is going to be even more of a shit show. I'm seeing it on social media. People have a feeling, they feel uncomfortable, they start to get up in their head, they start to get anxious, and, and then they just post something. And I'm like, dude, don't post from the wound yet. Like, let's wait till there's a little wisdom there. Let's, let, let's wait till we're a little more firm in what we think and believe before we just start spewing our poison everywhere, right? And if we don't have the ability to pause, Right? And this is the thing. Having a daily, a DSP, I call it, or a DD, a daily spiritual practice or daily devotionals, daily devotional practices. You know, and I teach this, I teach this in my, in my membership. And I also teach this and work with this with my one-to-one clients. These are non-negotiable daily spiritual practices because I know they hold the key to your happiness, to your peace, to you being a loving person instead of showing up as kind of an asshole. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's a method to the madness. If you can't put a comma in your commentary, Oh man, your verbal commentary, you are going to say some things. You are going to be like, just a, like, again, it, it is just a cab that is moving too fast. And whether you use passage meditation or, and here's the thing, let's dive a little bit into this too, since we're talking about these non-negotiable for me, daily devotionals, daily spiritual practices. If you don't find that you have the ability to pause, meaning you don't have the ability to choose love instead of fear, because there's no fucking space for it. If you do not train your mind, and remember, an untrained mind, an undisciplined mind can accomplish nothing. If you aren't vigilant about this and diligent about this and determined every single day to, 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 to show up, to change yourself, you are always going to be at the mercy of your feelings and your thoughts, thoughts and feelings. Your feelings are generated by your thoughts. There are people who might say differently, but I believe this. And I'm always like, look, I believe it now. Maybe I'll change my mind. I do believe that a thought generates a feeling in your body. We have a feeling. It feels like the feeling comes first. But if we cannot train our minds to stop and to question what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, And the thing about daily spiritual practices, right, is that they give us an opportunity to fully represent our true selves, to make a conscious choice to how I'm about to show up to myself, to my family, to my friends, to my clients, my customers, my my coworkers, the people online. Like, how am I representing? How am I showing up before my God, before the God of my own understanding, before my highest self, even your higher power? I don't care what you call it. And so there's a lot of people who are like, look, I think meditation apps are great. 
I'm not saying they're all built the same. I know some use music, some are guided, some are whatever. But let me say this, and it's how I feel. And if you know me at all, right? You, you can look behind me, you can see, I have murtis and statues and I have like crystals and over, you can't see them on that other side of the room. I got another altar over there, but out in the other room, I've got like tarot cards and, you know, different decks. You know, I, I grew up in a, I grew up in a, um, when I say superstitious, I kind of mean it in a good way, in a superstitious family. So I've known about tarot reading since I was a little, little, little kid. So all the different magical elements, okay? crystals. I know some people love essential oils and a thousand different astrology, all of it. There's a thousand ways. But let me say this about meditation apps and all of those things. If, you, if that's how you do your daily spiritual practice, whatever you use for your daily spiritual practice, if it, it is not helping you to become more calm, more kind, more patient, more empathetic, more loving, more peaceful, and more happy, then it is not working. And what I often see with people is they'll say like, oh yeah, well, I lit my incense and I sat down and I listened to my app and I'm like, okay, so what does the app do? And it's like, well, it just plays music. I'm like, okay, so you sat there for five minutes or 10 minutes listening to music. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, how did that discipline your mind? How did that train your mind? Explain to me. And I'm not being fresh. I'm being dead serious. I'm not doing it to make anybody feel stupid or wrong or small or embarrassed. It's never about shaming with me. It's about let's really take a look at the spiritual and scientific things that we know about the mind. How is sitting there listening to music helping you to train your mind? Are you able to be more calm? Are you able to like, I, I, I take them through the whole thing. Because we've got to be able to draw our mind back and place it where we want to be able to place it. So whenever it wants to start to run off and get obsessive and start to think about the thousand ways that you were unfairly treated and it wants to like strike out and lash out and judge and attack and murder, right? <laughs> if we can't get a grip on the mind and we can't get it to just pause, hey, hey, crazy person, pause then we're, I'm telling you, again, we're, we are going to be a puppet to our little ego and we're going to just be played out and we're going to be acting out in a way that, that is, not, is not representative of our true nature and who we are. So we got to stop playing dumb. And part of that ability to stop playing dumb and to choose your words and to choose your actions and to choose your behaviors and to choose how you're going to show up in the world is we got to start with the mind. That's the power of the pause is that it helps you to choose love so that you show up in the world as the light of the world that you really are. So if you're somebody who's always trying to multitask and do eight different things and you can't focus and you're busy, 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 and you're always overwhelmed, what that's telling me is like one of the first books here, I'm going to hold it up for you guys um, here on my desk. One of the first books that I, that I send to my clients is this one right here. And it's called Take Your Time, The Wisdom of Slowing Down. And the byline is how to find peace and purpose in your life. And it's by Eknath Ashwaran. Okay. E, last name, E-A-S-W-A-R-A-N, Ashwaran. So Ashwaran, who's my meditation teacher, I mean, he's dead now. He's, been, he's a little picture of him too. You guys can see how cute he is. Oh, I love him. <laughs> this book is a, is a game changer. It's one, it's one of the first books that I send to my clients. Because if you do not, hey, he says here, um, 
whether it's an exam, a report at work, a, you know, a conversation you're going to have with, with somebody you love, or even just a reply in a letter, it always helps to stop and reflect over what we need to say. Stop and reflect. That's the pause. He says, we need to remind ourselves to take the time for reflection, for observation, and for original thinking. And when, when he says original thinking, the way that that lands in me is it's an original thought. It's not coming from your past. It's not a reaction. It's not something that you're going to act out again to just re-traumatize yourself and somebody else. You're going to be able to stop, to take a breath, to pause, to access the part of your mind that I always say is not on the, I think of the mind sometimes like a duplex. And on the left side of the duplex is where the crazy drunken neighbors live. That's where the ego lives. And there's always like a kega going on and there's like shit on the lawn. And it's like, a, it's, it's like the music is always pumping and there's no rest and relaxation there. It's anxiety and stress and worry and competition and hustling and just insanity. And on the right side, when you are in your right mind, on the right side of the duplex is where spirit or Holy Spirit lives. That's the, that is the domain. That is the realm of love. And way too often in the speeded up world, in this very ego-driven, ego-created world, you know, the world of conditioned thinking of this is where the paradigms are, right? These are all the systems that are currently crumbling, All the bullshit that this world has been built on. We see it. It's falling apart, people. A new wave is coming. A new realm and a new way of being is coming. But we have spent so much time on the left side of the mind that we forget that there's even a right mind. We forget that there's even a better way. A different way. And that little moment of miraculous thought when we have the pause and we remember, oh yeah, I can go back to my right mind. You know that saying when people say, oh, he was out of his mind. I think about that. You know, the guy that murdered my mother, he was out of his right mind. He was out of his mind, right? But we forget, oh yeah, I can always leave the ego side of the mind, the fear living. And I can go next door at any time to the other side of the duplex and borrow some sugar. <laughs> I can borrow some love. I can step into the loving space. It is always available to me, but we don't remember it if we don't slow down to pause. Because that is where the miracle can happen. And in that, you know, that thing where I was saying, you know, practice the pause. When in doubt, pause. When angry, pause. When tired, pause. When stressed, pause. And when you pause, pray. Please help me to see myself, this other person, this situation, this world differently. I could choose peace instead of this. I am determined to see things differently. Pause and pray. Please have me go where you would have me go. Have me do what you would have me do. Have me say what you would have me say into whom. Please use me. Please help me to be one of the ambassadors of peace. Please help me to be, right, a, a, a representative of love. But if your mind is racing forward and your big fat mouth is getting ahead of it and there is no pause and there's no ability, if there's no discipline in your mind, and this is what daily spiritual practices do is they build that muscle. They build your spiritual muscles. It's not about becoming good. You know, as we talk about it, you know, one of my, one of my teachers, Ken Wapnick once said, 
It's not about becoming more kind. What you are is love is kindness. It, you're kindness incarnate. Like that's your true nature. He said, so it's not about becoming more kind. It's about being vigilant, being vigilant for when you are unkind. And as a Schwann reminds us too, you cannot, you know, like, what did he say? Again, I'm going to repeat it. And I like to repeat it verbatim. So I don't, because it's, it's so true. No one can love with a mind that is going too fast. So we have to be able to like slow down so that we are the representation of who we really are. We got to stop playing dumb about who we really are. So that is what I want to really uh, encourage us all to do, myself included, is to slow the fuck down, practice the pause, remember the power of the pause, but the disciplining of the mind comes from daily spiritual practices. And I always say it starts as a discipline and it becomes devotional. It's discipline to the devotion and it's through discipline that you ultimately find freedom. And I think I did a whole podcast on that too. Discipline leads to freedom or something like that. So check that sucker out because I really believe that, you know, and uh, we just got to start to, to, to recognize that, you know, of course, a miracle says to teach is to demonstrate. And we are always demonstrating which thought system we have chosen. Love or fear. We have always, we're always demonstrating which teacher we have chosen, spirit, Holy Spirit, love, or the ego. And so, you know, people are, you know, I think Maya Angelou has that beautiful quote where she says something like, people won't always remember. I, I'm, I don't mean to butcher it. So my, my deepest respect to her, but I know, I think the heartbeat of, the, of the, the quote is something like, people won't remember what you say, what you do or something like that, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And I always want my words to be a representation of the love that I am that we all are. I'm not special. As one of God's kids, we all are, right? That's who you really are is love. And without the pause, there is no love. If we don't have the ability to choose our words, to recognize that our thoughts are insane, that we are on the left side of the duplex. And I want to get back to my right mind. I want to be able to recognize that I've taken a detour into fear. And spiritual progress, you know, I teach, you know, the overarching thing that I teach is called fearless flow. And people think, oh, you teach about being fearless. It's like, mm, it's, not, it's not fearless in the way that you are thinking that the average person or, or how society thinks about it, right? And we can go into that another time. But it's not about you never have fear again. Spiritual progress is kind of, you, you know you're making spiritual progress. Let me say it this way. Um, yes, because of how more, more peaceful you are, you're, you're more happy because those are your natural states. You're returning to your natural state. It's not about becoming those. You already are those things. It's about removing the blocks and barriers to love. So it's not about, you don't know, you know you're making spiritual progress, not, not because you never are fearful again, but you are much more quick. You become more quick, more quick, quicker. <laughs> how quickly, let me say it that way, how quickly you recognize that you have taken a detour into fear. And we're back, back to love. Pack your car in the love space, people, I'm telling you. But if you cannot pack your mind, if you are not, if your car is driving wildly and erratically all over the road, you have become a danger not only to yourself, but to everybody you come in contact with. 
And I think that there's a connection to the pause also with patience. That's a story for another day. But so I just want to say this, like, I'm just trying to think, you know, I have times in my life when I look back where I did not have a disciplined mind and I did not have the ability to pause my words. I mean, I guess I had the ability, but I, I didn't know, right? I didn't practice it. I didn't practice it. And they're going to, I mean, I bet we could all look back and tell a story, tell a story about how sometime our mouth or our hands, we hit send, we sent a text message, you wrote a thing, you, you said something on the phone, whatever it is, you, you know, I guarantee you, we all have a story of regret or where we wish we hadn't done that, but it's because we didn't have a disciplined mind. I remember one time, maybe I'll wrap it up with this. I remember one time, you know, um, when I was assisting, um, a lot of you might not know this, that, so if you don't, if you know what Thai yoga massage is, it's a form of body work. It is a form of body work that has a lot to do with um, energy and metta, which is loving kindness um, and assisted stretching and the meridians and pressure points. It's a really, if you've never had a Thai yoga massage, I highly recommend it. I know in the time of COVID, there's probably not a lot of that going on, but uh, once things might, um, you know, go back to a healthier um, state in a safe state of the world. Um, thai yoga massage is a powerful healing modality. And so I've been um, a student of it for like, you know, many, many, many years. Um, and I also used to teach people how to do it. So I was a trainer. I was a teacher of teachers for Thai yoga massage. And um, so one time I was assisting um, at Omega, the Omega Institute in New York, Rhinebeck, New York. I was assisting a training and so I was helping um, people learn, you know, I was helping people yearn, learn. I was one of the, the assistant teachers there. Um, and so this guy was on the table and I'm trying to work on him. And in order to work on him, I need him to be able to give me feedback, which means I need him to be able to just stop and be present and feel into things and breathe so he could, I could ask him a question like, how's the pressure? How does this feel? Right? I can like, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for him to slow down and get quiet and to receive the healing that is his, to receive the miracle that was trying to flow his way. And the whole time, the whole time, and he was also supposed to be paying attention to how it felt. It was like kinetic learning, right? You know how people learn by, some learn by seeing, hearing, some people learn by doing. So this was when I was basically doing the, th the thing to him. It was kinetic. He was supposed to try to kind of embody it and receive it. And the whole time he was talking, 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 talking. Now he might've just been nervous because, ooh, the teacher, he had been paired with the teacher. I don't know what was going on or if he's always that way. I didn't know the guy well enough. Right? I was only there for like three days or whatever it was. And I finally, and I, I'm a very direct person, but I always try to be very loving. And I, fi like I tried to do it. I tried to give little subtle hints. I tried to whatever. And I finally just said to him, hey. He's like, yeah. And I go, dude, you do not have to say everything you think. And there was this really awkward pause. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he said, and out of the, I'm telling you it was a miracle. It was one of those holy instants. He said, that might be the greatest thing that I've learned this whole weekend. He just had a mind that was continually racing. You know how you see like an anxious, anxious dog, or I say they're like little chihuahuas, little chihuahuas in your mind. And I love chihuahuas, but it's like, 
And I was just like, dude, because I could just see how much energy he burned. Like, I was like, he just can't be still. There is so much suffering right here. And I was just like, dude, just pause. This is for you. Like, just find the pause, like relax. And it was just like verbal diarrhea. He just couldn't pause. Like the, the, the connection, whatever was going on, literally every thought he thought, he just said it out loud. And I'm like, this must be exhausting for him. And he finally, like, he's just stopped talking. And then he just, like, you could feel his body. Like, his nervous system finally had an opportunity. It might have only, la like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying, oh, you know, I'm just saying I could see the difference when it was like, oh. But if we don't have the ability to slow down our mind. I know so many people were like, oh, yeah, I couldn't sleep last night. I couldn't get my mind to stop. My mind was racing. My mind was going. I was like, oh, you need a mantra. Passage meditation and stuff is wicked powerful. But when the mind is agitated and when the mind is really speeded up, maybe I'll do a whole episode on mantras. But I'm like choosing a mantra to get your mind to slow down and to be one pointed and to focus and to be able to teach it like a, a your mind is like a little puppy that wanders around and wants to sniff everything. And we got to be like, Nope, come back. This is why we don't, we don't buy retractable leashes for puppies and we shouldn't buy them for our minds either. We don't want to give the mind too much. It's like, Nope, come back. Nope, come back. Nope, come back. So learning to practice the pause, the power of the pause. That's what I want to leave you with. And if you're somebody who, like I said, this is the work that I do, daily spirit, helping people deepen their connection to themselves, their source and spirit. So that, because a lot of trauma too is we're replaying, we're replaying the old tapes, we're replaying the old stuff. And this is where the stories of unworthiness and I'm not lovable and I'm too this and I'm not enough that and like all the stuff, like the tapes that are playing because we don't have a pause button on those old recorders from our little child minds. We don't realize that there's a stop button. There's a pause button. And so there's a lot of spiritual work, like so much of our suffering. It's why I always say, I say I'm a spiritual mentor for a reason, because I know that the key, I know that the solution lies in spirit. So that's what I got for you guys today. And I hope you can feel it. And I hope you can receive it. And I just want you guys to know that I love you. And just always remember all these things, all these shows that I do, they're for me too. I'm not sitting up here like I'm on top of the mountain, like talking down to anybody. All of this is for my own self to be reminded too. So I remember the truth of myself. This is for me to stop playing dumb too all the time, that I have the ability to pause, that I know that I have the tools and the disciplines. I know how to do this stuff. I've been doing it for over half my lifetime, more than that. About to be 52 soon, you guys. Woo! I love my birthday month is coming up. I love birthdays. All right, you guys, that's what I got for you today. Remember, pause and pray. Pause and pray. Please help me to see myself, the situation, these people, the whole thing differently. Help me to see this. I'm determined to see this differently. I could choose peace instead of this. I could choose peace instead of this. Please have me go where you would have me go. Have me do what you would have me do. Have me say what you would have me say and to whom. Please use me. I love you guys. I see you. I appreciate you. I celebrate you. I have so much gratitude for you, you guys. Uh, and wherever you go, leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing.
Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.